630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Here's Pooley Arvey left side to McDavid to Pooley Arvey all alone. Scores! Pooley Arvey goes upstairs. McDavid gets the assist. And the Oilers are up 1-0. McDavid, 500 points. He would later add 5-0-1 as the Edmonton Oilers hang on to beat the Winnipeg Jets 3-2 tonight at Rogers Place. Excellent performance in goal for Mike Smith. 33 saves. He's 3-0 on the season. Didn't get a decision in Monday's game. 600th career head coaching victory for Dave Tippett. The Oilers are 7-2 in their last nine games. Now 10-8 on the season. The Jets fall to 9-6-1. Connor Hellebuck battled back after allowing goals on the first two shots against him tonight and he finished with 27 saves hey thanks for joining us along with rob brown i'm reed wilkins we're on the loge level at rogers place it's 10 54 and Connor mcdavid we were pretty sure he was going to get a point to get to get to the record he took care of it early and ultimately two very early goals for the Oilers proved to be huge tonight they scored at 345 and 406 of the first to lead 2-0 on the way to a 3-2 win we're just watching a replay of the goal as well and it was a nice play and he just he pulls the defender over just far enough to lay the puck nicely in for Pugliarvi to to race in it and, and get it and get the partial breakaway it, it was nice that he got his 500th it I mean I don't know if there's any pressure on the guy you know he's, he's going to get it at some point uh, now it's the race to a thousand but the importance of that goal the importance of of the play that he made it forced the Jets to start chasing the very next shift, Drysdale comes out and he winds it up. He scores his goal. And now the Jets have to play perfect hockey the rest of the way in. And they didn't. Uh, they, they, they mounted a comeback. They played well. They got into penalty trouble, which uh, took away some of their momentum. They ran into a hot goaltender in Mike Smith. But when you fall behind early, it, it forces you to play mistake-free hockey. And we see that that's very rare in the National Hockey League. So an important goal uh, in the career of Connor McDavid, but a very big goal tonight. For the Edmonton Oilers. Well, and Jesse Pugliarvi, look, he's still he's still learning. He's still you know a relatively inexperienced player in the NHL, and he was out of the league for almost two years. But we're seeing more of those plays that are confident. I'm doing this. Try and stop me, type plays. And Rob, I always remember a few years ago, I was at the the rookie tournament that they used to have in Penticton and maybe they'll have again someday and Jerry Fleming was still uh, coaching the Oilers farm team and and we were talking about some of the prospects and he, he was talking about a couple of guys and he said they just have to learn that once you get to the National Hockey League you have to know what's going to happen two or three steps ahead of time he, he said in the AHL you can go into the, go into the corner and win a puck battle and come out with the puck and then look around and survey the ice. He said when you're in the NHL, you already have to know what you're going to do with the puck if you win it. Like you already have to have glanced around the ice on the way into the corner and and process that ahead of time because when you spin out of the corner with the puck, you got to do something with it well, right away. Someone you're it, drilled. Yeah, and someone's then, coming at you. And we're seeing more from that pulley, from Pooley-Arvey that he's realizing, okay, I, I'm in position A. I can see what B and C is going to happen, so I, I'm going to get get to D. And and we've, he's had a couple goals like that that are, were basically kind of given goals with McDavid. I know Nugent Hopkins got the puck in there t- today, but that's a, a nice step forward, I think. Well, he's understanding what he can and can't do at the National Hockey League level. Um, he, he's not a guy that's going to be able to carry the puck from his own end to the far end. He, he just he, he's not good enough to do that. But he's big and strong and fast enough that if he gets the puck, attracts players to him, moves the puck, takes all eyes off him, now his size and his speed allows him to get into the next spot to where the puck is going to be. Uh, he's big. And it's a, it's one of those, if he's battling with someone for, for space, he's going to win that battle because he's bigger and stronger. He's fast. And we saw in that play right there, there was he was beside two different Jets. And he outraced them to where the puck was going. And now you got a big body moving fast. It's hard to slow that down. And we, we, the one thing that he's always had is skill. Now he's starting to understand and, and simplify his game. You don't see him carrying the puck very much right now. You don't see him making a lot of plays. But he's going to the right spots. Get it into the hands of uh, Nugent Hopkins. Get it in the hands of McDavid. When, when I played and I had the puck in my hands, 
I always looked to see who the best. I always knew beforehand who the best player on the ice was, because that's where I wanted after the puck you. to. Yeah, after me. Well, when I played, so if I was on the ice with Mario, I knew as soon as I got it, I knew where Mario was. I got him the puck. If there was other times, well, in in junior or in my minor league career, I'd look around. If I was the best player, I, then I kept the puck in my hands. You always want the playmaker to have the puck. So Pugliarvi's finding now is like, okay, I got two guys that move the puck well and that are smart. So I can be the guy that gets into the opening spot, open spots, and that goal right there is a great example. Give it and then go. And now it's a race. If he had the puck in his, on his stick, if he's racing up the ice, all eyes are on him, and he attracts a crowd. If he's just skating to an open spot, it's usually just one guy he has to beat, and that's what he did on that one, and then to have the finish. And that's the huge thing for anyone that's playing with a, a star player on a first line in any team. You've got to have finish. You can If you're a guy that gets eight, nine chances a game and you don't score, I'd rather have the guy that gets one chance and puts it in the net. And Pugliarvi had his one chance tonight, and he scored. Yeah, quick start for the Oilers, and they hang on to win 3-2 over the Winnipeg Jets. Mike Smith, 33 stops. He's 3-0. and I mentioned he, you know, he didn't wind up getting a decision on, on Monday where he you know was beaten four times on 11 shots and, and got pulled. But, I mean, really, it just just solid, gobbling up pucks, uh, moving pucks, you, you know, kind of his active, bouncy self back there. It's amazing still, and I, obviously we've seen him for years, how deep he plays in his net. Sometimes he, when, if he makes a shot where, you know, he traps it in his belly, like his skates are in the net. He's, he's so far back in the net, but it did everything he needed to do. A couple of great saves in tight, stopped a, a couple of deflections, mm-hmm. the ones that might have gone in the other night when there were a lot of deflection goals, and, and he's a big story for Edmonton lately. Uh, to me, he was the best player on the ice tonight. I, I, I saw what the stars were, were named, and all those players had good games, but Mike Smith was the biggest difference in this hockey game, especially late. Winnipeg pushed. They pushed in the third period, as any team that's down a goal is going to do that, and Smith came up with big save after big save, and I can tell you as a, uh, as a player, if you got that guy behind you making those saves, you're like, uh, okay, I, I feel pretty confident in there tonight, and you play a little bit different. You're not as tense. You're not as stressed, and I think w- we talk about Smith coming back in the lineup, how it gives the Oilers the two goalies that allows them to rest. And I think that's important. But Smith coming back to the lineup, also, and Bob kind of alluded to it at the end, he's a leader in in, in the dressing room. He's a guy with swagger. He's a guy with confidence. And when you have a guy with swagger, if you have a guy with confidence, it gives you confidence as a teammate. And I think that's another big attribute that he has that he brings to this team, why it's so important that he is back playing again. So uh, Smith... Had a fantastic hockey game today, and he outdueled the goal in the other end. And if your goalie does that, normally you get two points. His puck handling makes such a difference. He's so fearless playing oh. the puck, completely <laughs> abandoning the net with a four checker. That well, one play in the third. There was one in the what well, ends down here in the second yeah. period where he tried passing and he put it right over Connor's stick. And I mean. That's their best goal scorer, and it was a wide open net. And you could see Connors looking down and say, oh, my God, I just missed the easiest goal I ever would have scored. But when you have that ability and that confidence, as you said, he's got no fear. And he actually iced the puck once because his, his line mate, or well, line mates, his, his power play guys didn't realize he was going to move it up as quick as he did. And he, they actually would have had a two-on-o, but they, they didn't see it coming. Uh, it, the Oilers... Any team that has a goaltender that plays the puck as well as Smith are going to be better defensively because they won't spend as much time in their own zone. And that's something else that Smith gives his team. Well, and I did notice on Monday, we we never wound up talking about it after the game because there was so much other action. I noticed on Monday, once Koskinen replaced Smith, the Jets started shooting the puck indifferently. They just started yeah, well, God, slapping yeah, absolutely. it and it around because they knew if, if Koskinen stopped it, he wasn't going to do anything well, with it. In honesty, a lot, Koskinen doesn't play the puck well. No. So sometimes some teams, and I played against goalies that didn't, you threw the puck so the goalie can stop it because you felt right. he was going to make a mistake, <laughs> and that's what they're doing. And they, whatever goalie's playing, teams will go over it before the game. Okay, Smith's playing tonight. we got a cross-corner dump, or it's got to go hard in around the glass, which is harder to pick up if you're the winger going off the far side. So you, you don't like those goalies. It, it's way tougher to forecheck. But with Koskinen, it's like, all right, you can throw it anywhere because if he stops it, good. If he doesn't stop it, better. 
This is our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor. Visit albertachiro.com slash hockey. Oilers win 3-2 over Winnipeg. And there was a play in the third period where the Jets rimmed it in from the left wing. Smith stopped it behind the goal, and Shifley was going down the, the right wing. And Smith stopped the puck and had it on his forehead, and Shifley stopped because he thought, oh, he's going to rim it in my direction. And then all Smith did was just a little back pass. Yeah. So, he, so, you, so he alleviates. The, that time he didn't have to throw the puck mm-hmm. 80 feet up the ice to alleviate the pressure. Well, a lot of, I mean, goalies, when they get to the National Hockey League, they have confidence in, in their game, even as playing the puck. But Smith takes it to another level where he'll have two guys bearing down on him and he's still trying to find the right play. He doesn't just, okay, I uh, feel pressure, I can throw it around the glass, which is a safe play. He's always looking at finding somebody as an outlet pass. And it's fun as a defenseman. It's like, all right, I'm, I don't have to go back and get absolutely run through the boards. I'm going to be an outlet pass. So now Smith's going to come out, he's going to get the puck, and I'm going to get it with time and space. So uh, you're right. It, it changes the way the other team forechecks, or usually lack of forecheck because they're unable to get in in time. All right, so the Oilers win 3-2. Leon Dreisaitl scores twice tonight. He comes down the off wing in the first period, picks the far corner. We've seen him do that uh, 20 or 30 times in his career already. And then the power play goal late in the second period that turned out to be the game winner. And what struck me there, it, it's off a goal mouth scramble where mm-hmm. Nugent Hopkins had a chance. You know, Hellbuck's keeping the puck around. He's sliding over. And, and the patience for Dreisaitl, because often those goals in in tight, you know, it's 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 hacking away, mm-hmm. try to get it away quick. But Dreisaitl settled that down. Almost like didn't worry too much about Hellebuck was doing. Oh, let me see where you're going. Okay, I'll just put it up there. Well, and also the fact that he he waited in the weeds. Uh, he, he didn't get in too tight and have the puck go past him. He, he He's smart enough to know that, okay, this is the play they're trying to set up from the other side. If a puck comes out, it should come out in this area right here. So I'm not going to get drawn in like a magnet, so I'm too close. So now a rebound gets kicked past me. So now he can attack it because he knows he's got time when you're over there you know where all the defenders are so you know you got time so now he's calming the puck down because his biggest thing is get the pass or the shot off that he wants and he figures you know if I get the shot I want with time and space I don't care if the goalie gets all the way over here I'm going to pick my spot and he did another huge goal because the others had wasted a couple golden opportunities on their power play not through lack of effort uh, just the bounces didn't go their way so that was a big goal for for dry who uh, i thought the stars came to play and i thought both leon and connor had very very good games as well and when you're playing against a team like winnipeg you're battling them in playoff positioning your best players have to be very good, and they were tonight. All right, let's hear from Leon Dreisaitl, courtesy Mattress Superstore. Give them five minutes. They'll give you the best sleep of your life. Take the Sleepology body scan and take the guesswork out of buying a mattress. Uh, yeah, I thought it was more solid. A um, little bit of a weird game, I thought. Um, I think a lot of guys, um, you know, couldn't really find a rhythm because of the penalties, and, um, you know, the penalties were all at weird times, kind of, stacked right behind each other so uh, I think it was a, a hard game for a lot of guys to to get into on on both sides so um, I thought we we handled it okay um, obviously two points or two points so so that's the, the the most important thing one of the words you used to describe Mike Smith was he brings a lot of swagger to the team can you talk about his bounce back performance because it looked like in practice he was still fired up and really held himself to a certain standard yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, he's done that all his career. Uh, he wouldn't he wouldn't last this long if he wouldn't do it. So, um, you know, you're gonna get a, a bounce back game from him. Um, we obviously uh, left him left him to dry a little bit as well. So I thought we were better. Um, and obviously, if, if he's better and we're we're better, then um, you know that's that's the result that's, that you're gonna get. Rob Tchaikovsky, Post Media. You guys uh, got off to the quick start, two quick goals there in the first period. Just uh, the importance of, of uh, getting a lead like that to help everybody from Smith on out settle down and, and settle into their games a little bit. Yeah, it always helps um, when you when you start a game like that. It, it, it always nice uh, to to play with the lead, obviously. So um, I thought thought we had a good start, um, and then it got like I said, it just just a weird game. Um, I think that's that's the best way I can des- uh, describe it. 
As we, as it's hard to, as I imagine, it's pretty tough to play when not only are the penalties coming left, right, and center, but you're not really sure what they are. There's a lot of stuff that got let go that wasn't called and a lot of stuff that called that, you know, you wasn't sure what it was. Do you just have to put that behind you and deal with what you're, yeah. what you're given? You, you answered your own question, yeah. Derek Van Dees, Post Media. Um, hi, Leanne. Just wonder if you can just talk about how impressive it is for, for Connor to get 500 points. Uh, in such a short amount of time? Uh, yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, I mean, he's done it all his career. He's going to continue doing it. Um, I think we talk enough about his on ice uh, performances and, and the way he um, the way he plays, but I think what we're all most impressed by is the way he handles himself off the ice. Um, he's such a humble kid. Um, just someone that you can learn a lot from. So um, we're very lucky, very fortunate to have a guy like that as our leader. Thanks, Lam. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. Yeah, Leon, after a bunch of 6-5, uh, 5-4 five, five, games against Winnipeg, uh, is there, you know, I know wins a win and you're looking for two points, I get that. Is there some greater satisfaction winning a tough 3-2 game? Is this team, is that exactly what you're trying to do, is get good at winning games like you played tonight? Uh, yeah, those are the the playoff type of games that you, we have to learn how to win, and um, obviously we've done that a few times this season. Uh, we did it tonight. Um, I don't know if I would consider tonight a playoff game, um, especially with all the penalties. But um, yeah, those are those are the tough ones uh, to win. You know, those are the ones you want to win three two two one uh, those type of games. So uh, I thought we did a good job. That is Leon Dreisaitl, couple tonight. He is now up to 10 on the season. Edmonton beats Winnipeg 3-2. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We'll check the scoreboard for Edmonton Trailer. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. The Oilers' next opponent is Calgary. They will play them on both Friday and Saturday. The Flames losing tonight at home 5-1 to the Canucks. Also, Chicago shuts out Detroit 2-0. The Maple Leafs win at home 2-1 over the Senators. And in overtime, Florida knocks off Carolina 4 three well my goodness I, I hope this next caller has checked the mail recently because I, I believe there should be a Rob Brown autograph picture and or hockey card and or memorabilia <laughs> on the way to JP's house JP welcome to the show how are you doing not too bad I still have not got out the autograph I've been asking for for about four uh, four decades it seems like but <laughs> hope you know why I am a patient guy. I'm a patient guy. I fall deep into the Rye or Ryan, so I'll get over it eventually. I hope to get uh, Rob your autograph. But let's get down the brass pass, shall we? You know what I mean? But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I want to first off, I say, I hope social media can come down for maybe a till Friday. Battle of Alberta, I guess, give it two days. Where we don't have to, oh, should we claim uh, Comrie? Oh, should we claim this goalie? Should we bring out Jacques Plant or uh, Martin Bardot from, uh, you know, from retire? Come on, you guys. Relax a bit. Mike Smith was tonight fabulous in my mind. Absolutely fabulous. Uh, absolute rock in the back end. I thought a great game by him, and he has had a, f since he's come back in my mind, <laughs> he's been a fantasy. But that's but I guess that sometimes it's not enough for some of the guy on the social media. But social media is a, a cesspool. But who cares anyway? Let's also get on to Cahoon. This guy, great comeback game after one of the more uh, sloppy game we ever see in my entire life. He come back. He played tonight. Him and Yamamoto were very uh, four check all the night in your face grinding. I love this. But I can't wait for this this Friday. I'm going to buy 60 pound, maybe two 60 pound ride to uh, get through the Friday salary of Calgary versus Alberta. Calgary versus Edmonton is going to be fabulous this weekend. And uh, you know what, you guys? I'm just happy that we got the win tonight. My speed play fabulous. Austin Matthews is the greatest player in the world. Everyone knows this. And I, everything is great in the NHL. Rob, please, let's work on this. Let's work on the other graph, my friend. Right. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you, JP. I caught most of that. I think we got down to brass tacks. I, I do not believe the Oilers will be signing Jacques Plante to any sort of a deal. I, he did reference well, Jacques Plante, didn't he? He did. I, I don't think they can. It's outside the free agent window right now. That might be a summertime signing. Um, and 
I'm not sure if it was tongue in cheek about Austin Matthews. Who I, I is think a bite of it. He's he's exceptional. He oh he, he's having a great year. He scored again tonight. So it's fun. That, that's one cool thing about pl- the Northern Division that we get to see all these great players more often. Yeah. I mean, and, and I know that the the weekend we got the Calgary Flames and and everybody loves the Battle of Alberta, but I tell you. I, I love the Jet Oilers games. They Every game brings something different. They're all close. Yeah, they're starting to hate each other a little they're bit getting more a little than I think they would have in previous years. And, and, and then we talked about him at the beginning of the game, Pionk, who scored a, a bomb of a goal tonight. And I did I was looking on, online. like he was, He's got twice as many points as Truba, who he got traded for. Since Truba's they've been traded. No, no injured, unfortunately. Now injured, Truba, just yes. got injured. He makes $3 million, Truba makes 8 and they got the finished star, too, a young kid that could turn out to be a great play for, player for the Jets in the future, too. That trade by Kevin Sheveldayoff and the, and the Winnipeg Jets is looking like an absolute slam dunk uh, first-rate trade. Like, Pionk is good, very good. And we, we he's, a, he's not big. He's incredibly offensive. And... Two of the best hits we saw in in the two game series he threw one against Leon and then he got Ennis tonight that yeah. was you don't see hip checks very often in the National Hockey League anymore but I I, I think this these games it just they bring out the best of each other Winnipeg and Edmonton and and if this is what we're gonna see come playoff team these two teams playing each other I don't know I, I'm excited about it because it is fun hockey with a ton of skill. And tonight, great goaltending, and now with a little bit of nastiness. Oilers win 3-2 over the Jets. Uh, JP mentioned Yamamoto, who might have made two of the best p- plays I've, I've seen that didn't even result. I don't think he, he got, a, a oh, he got on one goal. shot. He got Did one he get shot. a shot on the shorthanded chance? Yeah, the shorthanded like, one. I thought he was going to get drilled, and then he, all of a sudden he stepped between the post and the defender and got... Uh, the, the shot away and then he tracked down that flipped puck that he I didn't think like I didn't think he was going to be able to find it and and he almost scored on that one Two, uh, pretty both pretty little plays uh, he's he's very deft with with, with his movement he, he's uh, he, I mean the, the one the shorthanded one he beats the guy behind the net then he's got two defenders coming at him sneaks between them gets out in front gets a great scoring chance and then the other one where it was flipped down I don't. I mean, he was about eight feet behind the jet defender, and he beat him to the puck, and then uh, a great little play in front of the net. And I, I think he had he had Hellebeck down. He's, he had a good score chance. He just got tied up. One of the jet defenders got back there and tied him up before he's able to get the puck off. I think I thought that uh, the goal that he scored last game gave him a little bit of confidence. When you're a young player, expectations are high. You've had success. And it gets a little bit harder this year for him because teams now he's not going to surprise anyone, and he had a little bit of a slow start or a little bit of a slow stretch that his confidence waned a little bit. But I thought he scored the goal last game and tonight he was excellent. He had a really good game. Probably should have been all over the score sheet, but that's good to see if he gets back on his game. And he playing with I thought Ennis was good tonight too as well. The, the revamped second line with Leon, Ennis, and Yamamoto. I thought they were good. All right, so the Oilers win 3-2. We got a few guys on hold. We'll get to you in a few minutes, and you'll hear from Connor McDavid when we get back to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Russell up the left wing to Ennis. Saucers it to Dreisaitl over the line. Scores! Puts it by Hellebuck on the stick side, and it's 2-0 Edmonton. And the Oilers go on to win 3-2 over the Jets. Connor McDavid, two assists, now 501 career points. Here he is. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's a little milestone, I guess. Uh, you know, a little, uh, little thing along the way here, which is, uh, you know, nice. Um, you know, and to see, uh, you know, to feel some of the reaction from you know, my teammates and, and friends and family and, and stuff like that, it's uh, it's always special. So, um, you know, I really appreciate the support and um, and just uh, and onward. Um, obviously, tonight <coughs> you guys got the lead and played a lot better defensively. How how do you think you guys bounced back from the other night? <clears throat> you know, I didn't think our game was that bad the other night. I thought we deserved to win, um, you know, but we, 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 we didn't get that. Uh, you know, they did enough to, to get the win and... and uh, 
you know, obviously giving up six is never never a good thing, but, um, you know, we were generating lots of offense, and, and uh, sometimes that's the way the, g the game goes. Um, you know, tonight I thought we did a better job of, of um, you know, managing the puck, and, and uh, I thought our penalty kill was great, um, you know, especially early on in the first period. So, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of positives uh, to come out of tonight. Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Connor, you guys have, have struggled, you know, allowing quick goals in the session. But tonight you had two of your own. And just, you know, how much, you know, a rise that is. You guys are celebrating your goal. And before you guys even sit down, we're really going to score another one. Just talk about how, how really that can catapult you to not an easier night, but uh, definitely, uh, you know, put you in the driver's seat a lot quicker. Yeah, I mean, anytime you can play with a lead, it's, uh, sorry, any, anytime you can play with the lead, it's always easier. Um, you know, it's tough to chase the game. Um, you know, but I thought uh, I thought they did a good job of, of sticking with it and getting themselves back into it. Um, you know, and and uh, and I thought we did a good job of, of kind of holding them at arm's length. So um, yeah, all in all, I thought uh, it was a good start. Always nice to get too early and uh, and, and and play with that lead. Tim Campbell, NHL. <clears throat> Hey Connor, of the 500 points, uh, each each milestone of 100, so 100 to 200, 300, 400, it's taking fewer and fewer games as you pass each one of those. How much do you feel you're improving with your time in the league here? Um, yeah, I think uh, definitely getting more and more comfortable as as the years go by. Um, you know, more and more comfortable in my own skin, and and uh, and and you know, figuring the game out. I think. Uh, I think maybe the game is ten trending maybe a little more offensive than when I first entered the league, so I think that maybe plays a plays a bit of a role in it. But um, yeah, I think uh, you know definitely just getting more and more comfortable as the years go by. <clears throat> Tony Brar, Oilers TV. Hey Connor, anytime you reach a milestone like that, I understand that uh, the team had the puck and everything. Where does the puck go? Does it go to your your home back in Ontario? You know the the Oilers organization always does a great job with. Uh, with things like that, they'll they'll use it and, and make a, a little uh, plaque or a little medallion or whatever. So, um, you know, they do that for for a lot of things. So, always uh, appreciate that and 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 something that uh, you can keep uh, keep at home or, or, or wherever. And uh, you mentioned talking to your friends and family. Who's usually the first person you call when you reach a significant milestone like that? <clears throat> well, I'm not sure calling anyone because. Uh, you know, the eight o'clock start out east is uh, is a little late, so I already got the text from my mom saying uh, she's heading to bed and congrats. So I'm sure I'll talk to her tomorrow, and uh, and obviously my dad uh, my dad stays up and and we'll talk a little bit about the game. And you know he's uh, he's already texted me, and, um, and I haven't got to my phone yet. But you know I appreciate all the all the messages from from friends and family, and um, you know that support always means a lot. Connor McDavid, courtesy Mattress Superstore, hits 500 points, gets the 501st as well tonight in 369 career games. Same amount of time it took Sidney Crosby to get there. Oilers beat the Jets 3-2. 7-8-0-4-9-6-0-0-6-3. We have Robert standing by. Hello, Robert. Go ahead. Hey, Reed. Hey, Rob. How you guys doing? Good. Uh, you know, I think uh, obviously, you know, it was like we had last game, you know, we talked about the... Uh, you know, we talked about the goaltending and how Smith let in four on on eleven. Costin Costin came in and let in seven on nine, and you know the the goaltending wasn't great. They outshot them two to one, and they beat us six five because the goaltending was off. But I mean, you know what? Like uh, you know, like tonight, I'm gonna you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I know tonight I, I'm gonna say what uh, what I think a lot of people are saying, and, I, and then and I said I think that. Honestly, I, I think Holland Holland is going to wait until honestly I think Holland is going to wait until the summertime to go out to go out and sign a goalie simply because I mean you know you don't want to you don't want to I don't think you know I mean knowing like Holland's record as a GM and all those years in Detroit I don't think you know, like Holland I don't, I don't think I don't think he's the type to go out there and rush a deal get us a goalie who's who's maybe who's you know maybe here for the rest of the season and then sign and then sign somewhere else i kind of kind of want your guys thoughts on that and then i have a couple of questions too uh yeah probably i don't think he's going to sell the farm to to get a goalie i think he'll probably wait and see how these guys play uh what are your questions robert 
uh, you know, like, obviously, when I, my first one is, is that like I, I wonder, I wonder if the the uh, 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 Cahoon being moved being moved down tonight to the to the third line. Do you think uh, do, you, do you do you think Cahoon looked? Do you think he looked a little bit better tonight? Because I thought I thought I thought he played that kind of like that that simpler style of game. You know, like I called in and talked about earlier in the year when uh, uh, Cassian was uh, first moved out of the top six. That's one, and then the uh, and then my other one is you know with uh, Pauly Arvey. Do you think do you, do you, do you, do you think Pauly Arvey is is slowly slowly getting better every game? Because honestly, like well, what I'm seeing out of him every game, like he looks he like yeah, like every game I see him, he looks like a he looks like he looks like a, a completely different hockey player. Then, uh, you know the you know the win yeah. you know the one we you know the one we first got him in the draft. So I mean, like yeah. I think uh, so. Yeah. But you know, and then I have I have I have a, a, a one more quick point I guess on uh, Bouchard. I think uh, Bouchard tonight. I thought he was, I thought he looked good. I mean, he didn't have didn't have uh, eight or nine shots on goal or whatever it was. But 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 he did get a he did get a look on the power play. So I'm kind of kind of also wondering is uh, Tippett. Tippett maybe maybe consider giving giving Bouchard more of a look on a power play as the season goes on. All right, thanks for that, Robert. Uh, but we talked a little bit about Puljujarvi earlier and his kind of growing uh, ability to to read the plays. Cahoon on the on the third line. Rob, did you notice much today? Uh, honestly, I didn't really notice him a whole lot. Uh, he didn't play a whole lot. He got eight minutes tonight in the game. I think it's eight and a, almost nine minutes. I did notice that twice he had the puck just inside the blue line and just put it off the boards and out. He was, uh, I think he learned his lesson, don't be forcing things in a one-goal hockey game. Uh, yeah, yeah, to me, he just, he wasn't noticeable. So, I mean, that's good and bad. He wasn't noticeable, so he's not going to, didn't do anything that's going to move himself up the lineup, but didn't do anything on the opposite side that's going to get him into trouble and, and out of the lineup. As for Bouchard, Bouchard didn't play very much. I just, Bouchard only played nine minutes tonight in this hockey game. So... Um, Bouchard, incredible upside offensively. And I, I, I don't see him being put on the first power play unit unless something happens to Barry, um, it, what that caller was talking about. But defensively, he's, there's still work to be done. And he, it's you, you expect that. This is a kid that um, probably didn't have to play a whole lot in his own zone when he played junior because he was so so gifted and... Uh, usually played with the with the puck on his stick in the opposite team's end, and he's just got to learn. And in a close game, that uh, with the importance of it, I think that he didn't get the ice time that you know he he normally will get or will get in the future. So I thought Bouchard was okay tonight, but again, in a small sample size because Dave Tippett went with players that he felt a little more comfortable with. All right, Oilers win three two. Whenever they score five or more in a game, we turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That's courtesy Japanese Village Restaurants. Thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and takeout. Complete details, jvedmonton.ca. We have Chris on the line, who's also our finish-the-play victim, uh, pardon me, contestant tonight. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Go ahead. Oh, man, I don't like the sounds of that. Um, so, anyways, the point I was, uh, that I wanted to, to uh, talk to you guys about was um, just... I guess it's probably safe to say that, you know, through the course of a game, a lot of fans, uh, whether or not you're an old school or whatever, kind of say like, oh, that was a penalty or is that a penalty or why is that a penalty and that sort of stuff. So I'm kind of thinking back to when the NFL started to make it really difficult for players to manhandle quarterbacks. Right. And I think they saw their, you know, their offensive numbers kind of do a little bit better. Do you think with the NHL's new, uh, you know, it seems that they're a little bit more, um, they're cracking down a little bit more this year. Do you think that's like a conscious thing that they're doing to try to, you know, A, have the referees actually call the rule book and, and maybe continue to open up offense? Um, the one thing that I think of, like if you're going to find something that the NHL can market similar to like the NFL red zone type idea, yep. like I don't think there's anything better than Connor McDavid on a power play for two minutes or Austin Matthews on a power play for two minutes. So I just maybe wanted your guys' thoughts on that. Well, I think that that's something that they're... I, I think really... that's a great. I, I think that's a great discussion point. It's one we we've had a lot over well the whole time you and I have been together, Rob. Uh, well, I, I, the rules have been put in place over the last couple of years to be to open up the game more. You, yes, I mean all you have to do is watch games from the '80s and then watch a game 
now. I mean, there's so much more room. There, the, I mean, these players, a lot of the players that are playing in the National Hockey League now have played their entire career or life through minor hockey, through junior or college into the NHL without, without obstruction. Where yeah. in my generation and not um, expected to fight, and not expected to fight, and not have to worry. Well, I mean, how many open ice hits do you hit anymore? Because they started taking away the the head hunting hits. So it's a completely different game now than it was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, and they're trying to make it more offensive. Um, I I, th- I think sometimes they go overboard on the the stick in the in the midsection or in that when you see the little smack on someone's stick and they call that a penalty. Players get upset really when it's inconsistent yeah. if if they're going to call something all night some refs call it tighter some refs call it looser and players are fine because okay they know before they get this guy always calls it this way so this is what to expect what players don't like is in the first period they called this in the second period they didn't call it now you're in the third period i have no idea what i can do and i think that's what we saw tonight tonight both i can guarantee you both coaches are mad at the end of the game <laughs> with the way this game was refed both teams yeah. are mad and that's so, that's not a good sign. That means that the referees did not do a good job. And do you think it's something that like, like do you think it's realistic for them to carry those same standards ever into the playoffs? Like, um, because playoff hockey is just what it is, right? Like we we sell and we love the fact that it's you know more physical and and that sort of stuff, right? So, like for the referees, like how hard is that going to be to I think <laughs> maintain the same standard all the way through, right? From they should. Uh, game one they should. to game... I, I yeah. actually think, Chris, if, if you ever get your hands on a book called Scorecasting, I would recommend checking it out. It's been a few years since I read it. I think it was John Wertheim and somebody else wrote it. He, I think he's a Sports Illustrated writer, or he was at the time. And their point, they analyzed a whole bunch of penalties in different sports, and they and they basically concluded that most coaches, players, and fans would like fewer penalties called. Ultimately, just just call the egregious ones. Don't call the ticky tack ones because then that's what makes it confusing. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if it's a, if it's only called sixty percent of the time, they're going to be mad at the forty percent or or vice versa. So, I agree with that. So that anyway, I, I I don't know if we're really answering your question, Chris, because it's, I think it's kind of an open ended, nebulous yeah, discussion in some ways. But yeah. it is a good it is I a good topic. I don't think that it'll ever be called in playoffs the same as it is in the regular season. I I mean it it's never has been, and hockey's been around for a long long time. So I don't feel that all of a sudden they're going to start doing it. They should. It should be consistent, but I don't think it will be. All right, here's finish the play, Chris. Here's the thing. You already get a Hungry Herd premium sampler box, top-quality meats delivered right to your door at everyday low prices, Alberta-owned and operated. Lowry wins the draw. Shot by Ehlers. Oh, a glove save made by Smith. Oh, snared it out of the air as Nikolai Ehlers was able to walk in and get a good shot. All right, Chris, you stayed up late and you gave us a call. I think I will make this relatively easy because I'm sure you're a well-seasoned hockey fan. Uh, just name one team besides the Oilers in the NHL that Mike Smith has played for. Just one one other team. Phoenix Coyotes. Absolutely. You are correct. Your name's going into the grand prize draw for a $1,000 gift certificate to Visions Electronics. That's courtesy PF Custom Countertops. Support local with a PF renovation. Get started at pfcustomcountertops.com. Like a true Oilers fan. Chris would not name the Calgary Flames. <laughs> well, it, it's funny when you said this is, I'm just going to make it easy. I thought, name one other team in the NHL. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's easy. But no, you made it is a little Mike bit Smith harder. Is Mike Smith related to Borea Salming? <laughs> I haven't worked in Borea Salming for a few games. I'll have to try to get to that on the weekend. Okay, we got to call a quick timeout. Scott, you're up next. We still want to get tips, post-game comments as well. Oilers win 3-2. Heartland Ford overtime open line. Pugliarvi opened the scoring. Drysettle scored twice. Shifley and Pionk scored for the Jets. The Oilers win at 3-2. Strong game by Mike Smith. 33 stops. The Oilers have won seven of their last nine. They get up to 10-8 and eight on the season. Would you believe one-third of the regular season already complete for the Edmonton Oilers? Three goals tonight for Edmonton. $300 donation to 630 Chet Santa's Anonymous, courtesy James H. Brown and Associates Serious Injury Lawyers. They're given 100 bucks for every goal. The total's up to 6300 on the season. That's cool. Also cool that Scott has given us a call. Scott, go ahead, my friend. 
Hey, thanks for uh, uh, taking my call. I just uh, I'm, I came in here late to just have a couple of questions. One, uh, who do you start for the back-to-back initially? Um, in my opinion, I'd go back to Mike Smith just off, based off this performance, personally. And um, further, just um, I know the topics have been t- uh, about Jesse Pugliari and uh, his performances lately, but, um, you know, I just want to... To, to ask a couple questions, what, how, do you think he, he will further progress with his shooting? I've noticed in games um, he's getting better with where he's directing it. It used to just be puck on chest to the goalie, and I feel like he's more confident driving the net. And secondly, maybe you guys touched on this, is just um, where Cassian will fit in if he does when he comes back. Um, is he going to be a third or fourth line, you know, player, or what? What would? What are your guys' thoughts on that? And okay. uh, I'll just listen to what. Well, you first say. of all, Scott, I, I, I can't believe you would ask. Do you, are you aware of Rob and mine's success rate in predicting the next starting <laughs> goaltender? And you still ask us? Yeah. So <laughs> you know what? Actually, whatever, yeah. whatever we answer, just pick money. Put money on the opposite because we get it wrong every time. I'm going to guess. And this is going to be a guess. I'm going to guess they'll go with Smith on Friday and Koskinen on Saturday. That's my guess. But right now I'm batting about zero. So <laughs> I have no idea. They're, put it this way. Both goalies will play this weekend. I don't know which way it'll go. Sure. Uh, Ka- uh, yeah, Cassian's out week to week. So we don't even know when he's going to see him. I, but, I, I mean, I can't see him coming back into the top six no. when he comes back. No, if, if he was healthy tomorrow and played on Friday, he'd be on your uh, probably your third line, uh, third or fourth line, and he'd have to work himself up uh, higher. I mean, right now, I mean, he, he's not going to play ahead of Yamamoto or Pulley or, or Archibald. Yeah, it's true, too. I, I mean, Archibald, they, Archibald, they can flip over to the left side if they want to. Yeah. To give Cassian a spot on in the right. But, yeah, no, uh, Cassian, uh, he's got some work to do to get back into the top six if he wants to get there, if possible. All right. We also have, uh, what was his other question? Oh, Pooley Arby shooting. Uh, well, he, he's gaining confidence. Every time you score a goal, you're, you feel a little bit better about yourself. You have a little more confidence. And right now, that tonight's goal was instinctive. That just that that goes back to when he was a star in junior. That had nothing to do with, other than he had no time to think about it, and just his body told him where to put the puck, and he put it perfectly. All right, we also have a bus on the line. Uh, a bus, go ahead. Hey guys, how are you? Good. This team is amazing this year. I gotta say that Koski has improved his play, and so did Smitty. I'm surprised how he bounced back from a crappy game to an awesome game. I think I think this team has a lot of depth when it comes to going deeper in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, well, uh, uh, yeah, really good bounce back game for Smith. It clearly, uh, I mean, 18 games in for the Oilers, they were three and six in their first nine, seven and two in their last nine. I understand the well. How many times have they beat Ottawa? argument fair enough but i mean the jets have beat ottawa four times vancouver's beat ottawa three times so if you're gonna if you're gonna discount games against ottawa you have to do it for every team everybody's not, not playing the ottawa and there's only yeah. seven teams so you're all gonna get the same nine or ten against them yeah so yeah i mean they, they they've done well uh i mean they've certainly had some still some some rocky nights but the goals against have come down for the most part <laughs> Most most nights, uh, they you know for the last six games they've allowed what two or less and they've won and the other games they've allowed six obviously they've well, lost. I I think this division has played out how everyone expected it to play out. Now I know that there's going to be runs over the course of the season. Some teams will have a good run, some teams will have a bad run, but everyone felt this was going to be a very competitive division with Toronto in first and Ottawa at the bottom and everyone else fighting for those playoff spots and it's exactly what you have the great thing is every game is close every game's exciting and that's fun to watch so the Oilers uh, they're on a bit of a run right now and when you're on one you want to bank every single point you possibly can Oilers uh, third when it comes to points and fourth when it comes to points percentage and very close Winnipeg Edmonton Calgary third fourth and fifth Edmonton wins 3-2 over the Jets tonight you'll hear from head coach Dave Tippett when we get back to Heartland Ford overtime open line the final tonight Edmonton Oilers three Winnipeg Jets two Connor McDavid's 500th point not the only milestone this evening 
Dave Tippett, his 600th victory as an NHL head coach. Everybody agreed with the decision to start Mike Smith. Why, why were you so confident that he was going to come out and do what he did tonight? Because uh, I believe in him. I believe in both of our guys. He didn't play very well the other night. He was anxious to get back in, and Koski's played a lot of hockey here, so we've got to get both guys up and going. What did you see in this game? It was hard to get a decent flow going with, with a million penalties all over the place. Uh, just yeah. what, did, what did you like and maybe just like... It was, a, it was a choppy, mixed-up game. We'll just take the two points and move on. Mark Spector, Sportsnet. Hey, Dave. Um, Connor McDavid gets 500 points, and I think he called it a nice little milestone uh, at age 24. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, does that tell you that he's got a pretty good chance to get to a thousand one day? <laughs> well, what it says to me is there's you know there's been quite a few players that get to 500, but to do it as fast as he's done it and in the company that he's done it with is uh, pretty remarkable. It just it just shows what what a talent he is, and it's uh, um, you know it's I know he doesn't look at those accomplishments or look at milestones like that very much but you know I think probably later on in life he'll look back and and be very uh, proud of some of those milestones he's put forth and I know he, he he still wants the team milestone ahead of the individual milestone so that's what he's striving for we watched in Edmonton Wayne Gretzky and I'll be honest a lot of people in this town kind of the milestones passed and they just kept coming and they were a blur yeah. uh, as a guy that's been around the game a long time you're coaching one of the great guys here yeah. and you're watching it from a front row seat uh, do you ever step back and say you know wow you know what I uh, spec I've been doing these different kind of stats and stuff for a long time and uh you know, a lot of there's a lot of scoring chances, some different stuff that goes into it, and I've had, uh, you know, I've been fortunate to have some good teams. You know, in, in Dallas we have Medano and Garen and Arnott and Turgeon and uh, you know some some real good players, and I've never seen anything like it in the stats that I keep, not even close. Jason Greger, TSN 1260. Further to that, Dave. Because he's so dominant in those stats, how do you factor in his presence with other guys on the ice when you're compiling your own stats? Do, do you have, do, I don't know, do you get graded on a curve? Well, there's there's a lot of different things that go in. Minutes played, you know, what you're dealing with, even strength, power play, penalty kill, there's a lot of different factors that come into it. But it's, uh, it is interesting how the players that play with him end up uh they seem like they do a little better <laughs> now dave uh, you've talked before about how you, your team's got to overcome adversity uh, you're up to nothing you really kind of have that game in control and you know darnell nurse gets penalties back to back uh, high sticking calls and, and either time that he made contact with his stick and, and obviously you guys were frustrated but your team didn't you know they scored that late power play goal but it didn't deflate your team can you talk about you know maybe overcoming adversity when things don't go your way any that? Well, the adversity, you know, you you can deal with calls, but then there's, you know, there's calls that you feel are, are not the right call, so you there's a frustration that goes into that, and uh, you have to find a way to get over it. I thought our power play, the power play goal was a, was a big goal for us to, to uh, get ourselves, we kind of righted, because it was, it was just a choppy game, because so many penalties, and then you're there's, uh, there's not a lot of flow in it, but the dry settles second goal, the power play goal, was a big goal for us. So you try to you try to just muscle your way through. You're dealing with penalties, and and there's guys with there's when there's so many power plays and penalty kills. You're there's guys that don't play a lot on either, and they get taken out of the game, and it leads to a choppy game. So it. Uh, not a lot of flow in the game just you know the penalties really I thought the penalties really disrupted the game for both teams and uh, you just we found a way to win we'll take the two points and move on Derek Van Dees Post Media Hey Dave uh, the Jets didn't seem to get as many good looks in this game as they did the other night what did you guys do differently defensively or was it just a matter of just battling harder in front of the net 
Well, we were, we were better in front of the net. I think we gave up too many too many pucks at our net, but a lot of them on the power play, and that's, uh, you know, there's momentum swings like that, but we, you know, we need to be harder in front of our net. There's there's some goals that are going in that we're, we're in the right position, but we're just, we're there, but we're not there, and that's where... Uh, there just has to be a little more physical element to uh, to compete in front of our net, and I think we'll take some goals against the way. Thanks, Dave. Yeah. Chairman Carson Smith, Canadian Press. We've talked a lot about a big milestone for McDavid tonight, but a uh, big milestone for you as well with your 600th win. Uh, how does that feel? Uh, well, it's just it's nice to have uh, have that. Uh, Milestone, I guess. I've been uh, been around a long time, and fortunate to have very good players. That you know, I always said, what makes a coach stay a long time is good players, and I've been fortunate to have good players. So it's nice to get 600 under your belt. Hopefully, I can keep moving forward. Thank you. Final question, Tony Brar, Oilers TV. Just to piggyback on that, Dave. Firstly, congratulations. Second. When you reflect back as your as you mentioned, a long time spent in coaching, what's one thing that you never want to take for granted when you are a head coach? Well, you gotta enjoy it. You know, it's a it can be a a tough job on a lot of days and there's there's a lot of uh, you know, there's when you've been a player, you get in there's there's tough decisions that have to be made, you know, between ice time and guys sent up and down to the minors and who's healthy scratch and not. And, you know, there's there's a lot of those situations that you go through as a coach that I feel for the players because I've been in their, in their shoes. But that being said, I enjoy the players. I enjoy the, the camaraderie with the team. I enjoy, obviously, the preparation and the... And the ability to try to win so it's uh i don't know it's just i've been around it so long there's a competitiveness that's in you that really when you get to the rink on game night it's it's fun you know whether you're playing or coaching it's you look forward to it i think that's why right now the games are intense but the game really misses the fans right now you know you can tell the players miss the fans i miss the fans i thought the fans would have been great tonight because there's probably some of those calls they would have really not liked so there's a lot of there's a lot of emotion in the game that's missing from the fans point of view but ultimately it's uh, it's a great game and i'm just i'm fortunate to be a part of it all right Thanks, well, I, I think he's i think he nailed that one that is dave tippett career win 600 tonight Connor mcdavid gets career point 500 adds 501 oilers beat the jets 3-2 the oilers farm team tough start for them in the ahl they are 0-5 losing 4-3 to san diego this evening Brad Malone, Cooper Marodi, and Luke Esposito had the goals. Stuart Skinner took the loss in net. He made 30 saves on 34 shots. Looking around the NHL tonight, the Flames were beaten 5-1 by the Canucks. Chicago won 2-0 in Detroit. Toronto edged Ottawa 2-1. Panthers knock off the Hurricanes 4-3 in overtime. Our next Oilers broadcast is Friday, 5.30 face-off show. The game starts at 7, Edmonton at Calgary. Their second of 10 meetings this season. Don't forget Bob Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. Get more on this game, more on the Oilers on 630chat.com, globalnews.ca. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our game day engineer here inside Rogers Place. Also, big thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer, back at 6.30 Chet. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. You've been listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Oilers are 10-8. and 8. They beat the Jets 3-2. 6.30 Chet Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chet.